welcome back to the Hooligans Pitch. It's been a minute because the international break got in the way and ruined our flow. <laughs> really did. <laughs> We're on a roll there. Uh, well, as always, it's Chad. Hey, Michael. And Michael. Um, back again. A lot of things to catch up on. There's a turned out to be a busy, not so much international break, but with this weekend turned into pretty busy topic lots of things oh everyone went to cancun they ain't coming back i mean that's it you know the sackening has happened flops last man standing as he said uh this afternoon <laughs> yeah oh my goodness um i'm thirsty chad we gotta, yeah yeah we gotta get the beers out the way and jump right in we got a lot i'm ready to go over uh, uh, i'm doing a classic fresh squeezed mm-hmm. oh works like a charm Every time. It's, it's always so good. Yep. Um, I'm really pushing for the new Belgium sponsorship. Ooh, another fruit force for hey, me. Hey, you know so, they, did a, they just did a whole new rebranding for their uh, fat tires. So new rebranding, know. new market, maybe a new podcast who can get sponsored by them. That would be pretty so sweet. Saying, we'll reach out. On. We'll reach out. <laughs> um, wow. So today... Was not supposed to be a very exciting day in my mind, and it turned out to be probably one of the more exciting games of the last two weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to start there. I kind of want to start there just because it's so fresh in my memory. Sure. Um, and then maybe backtrack. But uh, that was a great effort by Everton to make sure, you know, they didn't lose that very important point, especially as we come down to the last parts of the season. Um, you know, to be down a man, uh, down a goal, and still keep fighting and get this goal out of absolutely nowhere um, was pretty incredible for a guy who I thought his leg might have snapped in half minutes prior. Um, that in that in Michael Keane. Um, yeah. What a resurgence for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, he was, you know, couldn't make it into the team for the longest time under, under Lampard and... Um, you know, he was kind of a staple in that Everton d- defense before this season. So it, it was another one of those weird ones where just like, why is he not in the team? And, you know, he's he's kind of made the place his own after uh, Sean Dyche came in. And, I mean, yeah, today he, w- he was making some great defensive plays. Um, a little bit of a bummer to give away that penalty, but then, you know, to make it all right in the world and, and score an absolute banger. It had to be him. Oof, had, had to be to him. Be. No one better. I mean, yeah. I, I will say, like, I feel like Everton fans, while they're going to be happy with the point, probably disappointed they couldn't come away with more because yeah. I think before their red card, they were looking way more threatening than Tottenham was and, and really... Um, had they had you know the full squad maybe could have got a win out of this instead of the draw but hey it's a big important point for their their survival against a top so, four team yeah they're kind of top four killers right now yeah i mean not killers but negators but mm-hmm. i mean yeah when they're playing at home they're kind of a different beast so they got to take advantage of that now what do you think of their red card <clears throat> excuse me um i mean it it makes sense you know anytime you get hands in the face neck area you're you're playing a dangerous game uh you know Kane definitely embellishes it but any player would um the only thing that I don't think got really looked at is the foul that Kane commits before this um 
he pretty much pushes i think it's damari gray to yes. the ground and then he like kicks his leg yes i think that's why that's why the retaliation happened so then yeah i think that's where it all kind of stems from so like i'm fine with the red card as it happened but i think you maybe should have looked at that too i mean you could say he's just trying to kick the ball but again these are professional athletes they know what they're doing <laughs> professional athletes with special talented legs exactly like, come on like, I, so yeah, I think that's maybe just one little missed part there. Um, but I mean, yeah, the red card I, I, is fair enough. It's fine, you know, a bummer for Everton, but yeah. I, I liked Dice's reaction too because he kind of was holding him back, like, don't go. Yeah. And then once he saw like the chaos, he was like, oh, go for it. And then he started arguing with the ref right away too. I was like, I wonder what he was thinking in that half second of. Uh, chaos and then he was like no i am the chaos and he kind of just went with it i thought i thought that was pretty fun um the tackle that lucas mora had oh my gosh that was awful that was yeah. a, he knew too he knew it was bad um i watched it and i like that hurt my foot my ankle felt crushed oh, yeah. yeah yeah i mean it was it was not a pretty tackle not even one that you could try and argue you know any other way it just immediately it was like uh-oh uh-huh. <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> Um, Tottenham first game without Conte. Yeah, they look exactly the same. Which again, I don't know if yeah. that if we expected anything more, anything less. Uh, well, because this was just the dude um, overseeing them right now. I think was just Conte's assistant. Oh, okay. So still so Conte that, effects are still looming. Yeah, you're not really like getting too far away okay. from from Conte's system. Um, but. I mean, yeah, they didn't really pose a threat so much. Like, they both teams had chances early on, I'd say, but um, nothing that looked like it was a brand new Tottenham team or, or you know, new energy or, or anything in there. Just kind of the same. Somehow they're they're fighting in top four still. It <laughs> makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, the stat to look for in this game, which basically told the whole story. How many blocks do you think Tarkowski had? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm gonna go with like nine. Oh, just one. Just one. Just they had. <laughs> Tottenham had two shots on goal. One of that being the PK. I didn't realize they were that bad. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Tarkowski two clearances. Keen four clearances. One block. Those are only two block shots of the game. Um, wow. So Tottenham. Awful. It's crazy. It's crazy they're that, mean, where they are in the standings. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I guess they had a good start to the season and, and ground out some, some wins, but, like, yeah, it feels forever just, ago. Yeah. You know, they're hanging on, so good for them, but, man. <laughs> yep. All right. Want to backtrack a little bit? Um, well, sh- oh, hang on. I want to shout out Michael Keane there because that, that's probably going to win my nomination for goal of the week. Um, what well, was we keep backpedaling and, and finding other goals? Uh, that one, he just rocked his leg back and, and whipped it. And that ball had some weird swerve and your yeah. went from clean sheet to going, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I don't even think Larice even re- moved for it. He no, just, he didn't. It was, it was the perfect hit, you know, not exactly top corner, but close enough to the post where, you know, it, it 
an inch over, it, it would have been off the post. So it was like such a sweet strike. Oh, you no, know, that was so cool. It 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 might be my goal of the week. Ooh, but I might have have one that is a little bit nicer. Yeah, I might <laughs> I might know which one you're talking about, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, Newcastle Man United. Let's talk about another top four team that two top four teams um, that are kind of playing the exact opposite, but in my mind, defense wins games. Look, this uh, this game will really hurt United's title challenge. You know. <laughs> you think so? Think it's think they still have a chance? Fifty points I mean... down twenty two. <laughs> it's gonna be tight, They're Chad. Right it's gonna be tight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Newcastle at home has looked pretty good all season, and it just they just dominated pretty much the whole game. Like, I didn't really see anything that United did that really looked all that scary, you know? Rashford barely exists right now. Yeah. Fernandez isn't doing anything special. Um, I think this just furthers the case that Casemiro is the glue that really keeps this team together because now he's missed roughly, I think this will probably be his fifth game just off suspension from cards. Um, He still has one more to go. Uh, But wow, Uh, you know, without him, they just look so different. And I I think he brings a different energy to this club. I don't know if you saw the the recent video that started to go viral after their, um, uh, it was the FA, it was FA cup that they won. Mm-hmm. Um, after the FA Cup win, uh, they were all in the tunnel and they were high-fiving fans as they were passing by. And it looked like there was one fan who had some mental disability and players were high-fiving him, whatever. And then Casemiro saw him, gave him a hug and like was pu- like jumping up and down with him. And every player after Casemiro did that was hugging the same fan and jumping up and down with him. So it just kind of shows, mm-hmm. I-, I think, how much they appreciate his leadership. And it, it kind of just yeah. shows how how much of a role model he kind of is to the guys that follow him. Um, but it was interesting to see the guys in front of him. Like, I don't know, just you see the players walking by, you're like, oh, that makes sense, that makes sense. And then Casemiro gets there, and, like, everyone else looks way happier um, <laughs> just following in his footsteps. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to show you that video. It's pretty interesting yeah. to watch. Um, but the more important thing to look at in the table now is the goal differential. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't got a good goal differential. Plus four? <laughs> You're plus, plus four, four, and you're a top five team. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're in a a tight battle now. I mean, Newcastle, Tottenham, and United all on fifty points. It could come down to goal differential, and you know, plus four with now nine games left. Like, or I guess they have a few more in hand, but like, still, it's just you're gonna have to really make up some game or some goals there if you if you need to rely on your differential <laughs> and, and here's their next three matchups Brentford which has been amazing all season long with their back line at the start of the season so <laughs> yeah that's true um Everton who's now coming alive and then Forest I, I mean you could say those yeah. games are all winnable but I don't know those also look like trap games um especially with Everton yeah. and Brentford yeah yeah I mean I think we're we're getting down to that point where it's you know almost every team is fighting for something whether it's you know a, a European position just safety just you know anything and then to you know come up against United who maybe are not in the same form that they were in for a little bit and 
I think you can you can get something from the game, and I mean, I, I don't think I don't think they're straightforward wins for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I mean, their last three EPL games have been Fulham three one, drawing Southampton, and then getting absolutely demolished by Liverpool. So their minds have been on this roller coaster too of not knowing what's going to come next. Um, so I would not be putting any of my money on them to maybe even finish in the top four after this resurgence and healthy Newcastle team that's coming around. Uh, I, you know, I, yeah. Isaac and St. Maximin, man, they are a sweet Oof. tandem. St. Maximin was causing just so many issues oh, so good. for United. Like so every good. time, yeah, he's dribbling down and like, I don't know it, if it's coached this way, but like United just wouldn't really press him until he's already at their 18 yard line. Like, you just let him drive down and dribble and then, you know, get the pass off. And, you know, he uh, maybe should have had a, a few assists on the, on this game, but just the ball didn't find the back of the net. But, I mean, the assist he did get was great. You know, a nice header back into the center of the box. Willick's there to pick it up. Like, I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just showing the dominance. Like, I don't know. United just didn't do anything. <laughs> nothing special. Um, How does it feel watching Willick do all this after kind of doing nothing with Arsenal for all those years? Um, I mean, yeah, he's 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 young, but he's young, and like he had his his moments with Arsenal where he kind of he has that knack of like being in the right spot at the right time and like showing up late right when he needs to. Um, so I mean, it's it, it's great to see him doing well and you know he was on loan at Newcastle before he went there and uh scored I don't know like seven six games in a row or something like he was he was on one then um so he's he's clearly got talent and it's great to see a an Arsenal Academy product you know performing well and I think that's it could be you know a uh maybe not inspiration but something that other academy players can look to is like okay well if I don't make it at Arsenal like I'm at least getting the tools and training here to still be a successful premier league player. Right. So it's cool to see. Yeah. He's having a pretty good year. Lots of goals for him too this year. Um, I guess not a lot. Three, three goals, four assists, but he's been very involved. Um, 26 games total. So he's been around. Trippier had a really good game. Nick Mm -hmm. Pope didn't have to do a whole lot, but that's just because man United had one shot on target. Um, Isn't that crazy? One shot on target. Um, Rashford had a, a zeros stat line, uh, no key passes, no dribbles. He didn't get fouled once. Um, yeah, he was invisible. Basically invisible. I don't know what, I, it didn't seem like they were, you know, overly marking him. It just, I just don't think United really had an attack. Like <laughs> They did not have much going for them, but they're expected to get Erickson back, um, within the next two weeks. Uh, again, Casemiro is going to come back, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of retool for the final stretch of the season. But uh, it, to, having to retool with a little over a month left, like that's that's yeah. that's kind of shaky. I, I I wouldn't want to be in that spot, and I'm kind of in it right now, so I, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, I do want to say that De Gea was making some. Ah, uh, he was. Saves. He was carrying that team. So, this was kind of a goalkeeper weekend. Yeah, I lots, think so. lots of keepers shined. Um, you know, even in 
Liverpool's 4-1 defeat, Allison still had to make some crazy saves and step up. Yeah. And like, oh, it could have been so much worse. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Let's just segue. Okay. You want to get it out of the way? I, I don't even know what to say. Just like... <sighs> you know, first I'm going to say I'm surprised that Holland actually didn't play. Like, Me too. I thought that was just, just Pep doing Pep mind game sort yep. of thing. But... Um, Remember when we were in Orlando watching the group stage game against Napoli? Yeah. And it was just like the defenders weren't engaged. They yeah. weren't trying. Yeah. I felt like that was almost every goal that Liverpool gave up here was the same sort of thing. Just like sitting on their heels. Yeah. Just no real movement as cities, you know, moving all around them. And then if they do, someone does run past them, they're not following the runner. And it's just like, what happened? You guys were, were kind of making steps to getting back to to you know decent performances and then just this game <laughs> the midfield city's midfield torched us which was not a surprise kind of saw that come going up one nil i hate it when we do this because it just has that that little bit of hope that you just want to hang on to <laughs> and, and and ride it out um but trent didn't look good he looked very uncomfortable with with the pace around him um yeah, no one looked like they really wanted to play hard, except for our forwards. Our forwards in the beginning of the game were playing yeah. pretty good. Jota back up top was fun to see. Um, the, he, great, great uh, hold off when Salah came in and banged that goal. Oh, which, yeah. Shout outs to Salah. I get to finally announce this stat. He has tied Robbie <laughs> Fowler for the most left footed goals in the EPL with 105. Wow. We're waiting for the record breaker, which should be coming soon. Um, Chad, just a quick, quick guess off of here. Uh, Salah has the. The most active left-footed goals right now. Um, he's around 148. Any guesses on who is leading the most active left-footed goals right now? Not in the EPL, but just in football general. In general? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would think Messi. But... Messi, any guesses on how many he has? Oh, God. <laughs> um, left-footed. Oh, no. I don't even know. <laughs> what was Salah at? 148? Yeah. So Messi is... <laughs> I don't know if I should go like crazy high or... or... I would go crazy high. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, um, hey, well, let's do this. He has 92 with his right and uh -huh. 24 with his head. <laughs> that just made it like more clear but also i feel like i gotta go even higher than i was thinking <laughs> um i'm gonna say like uh, i'm gonna do like two 240 we'll just go 240 double it and then add 100 God. <laughs> 582 <laughs> left-footed goals for club and country he has 424 goals for club. Oh my gosh. So, Salah, congrats, but like no one's catching that record ever. No, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a fun one. I've been Jeez. waiting for that to happen for a long time. Uh, so hopefully he'll break uh, Robbie Fowler's record here pretty soon. Pretty crazy, though, how fast he's put that tally together. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, props to him. Of course, great goal. Awesome goal. Love the hold off didn't like the end result so yeah i mean 
the Arsenal fan of me was really hoping for more. I here. know. <laughs> Not, hey, City had 900 touches to, uh, to Liverpool's 480. Um, so that right there tells the whole story, uh, as well as uh, just the depth of Man City is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you do with that? I mean, that's that's you know the uh, the one maybe not the one strength, but a definite. Um, uh, I don't know, like a, an obvious point that City has over Arsenal this season is that like they do have the depth. So if they lose a player, they have a good player to come back in. Whereas like Arsenal now kind of has it after the January window, but prior to that it was if any key injury happened, it was looking bad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane. So we had, um, I, I don't need to talk about this game much longer. It's just, it, you know what? If you were to ask any team at the beginning of the year, if you could win one against City and lose one against City, would you take it? Probably 90 to, 80 to 90% would say, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So we, we made that happen. I would yeah. argue that, in gosh what was that october the first time we played um we were on much more level terms with them yeah that was a very balanced game and this one obviously we got smoked but even if we would have smoked them back then i would have said we were much we were a lot we were, we were very even on paper and now they are just like i don't know yeah a couple of miles ahead of us so yeah and i mean both clubs won their home match which is like the one you should win right yep if you get the away win that's you know even more bonus points but to at least keep that home record strong and and you know yeah you win one you lose one like that's a pretty good return against city so it's not bad oh i got, I got one more thing for you chad before we move on mm-hmm. from from liverpool mm-hmm. if you were to change four games for Liverpool in the last five years, four games, five oh, years. This. You saw this? We'd have two more Champions League final titles and two EPL titles. So you know what? Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't fall your way. And in the last six yeah. years, it's mostly fallen our way except for four games. And that's the thing is, you know, any other time this Liverpool side would have been yet, yeah, you know, unbelievable and and you know a a real like legendary team of premier league era but unfortunately it happened at the same time as man city (laughs) cheating their way to the top you know (laughs) (laughs) got him Um, yeah i mean yeah yeah it's it's not the year that liverpool wanted for sure but it's it, it'll come back around. And I saw some other. I gotta stop looking at Instagram for Liverpool stuff. They're like Liverpool hasn't won a game since they beat Man United seven 0 I'm like, okay, yeah. first off, it was Real Madrid, yeah, then City, and okay, hate on us for Bournemouth. Totally fair that one. But like, come on, man, it's been three games and we played arguably the two best teams in Europe. So yeah, for sure. Calm your horses, because we're moving on. All right, let's move on. Oh, uh, uh, can we segue to uh, the Chelsea game? I would love to. Beautiful. I have a great stat <laughs> for you here, Chad. Oh, good. Three players uh-huh. have scored double-figure goals in the last three years. We just talked about one in Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. Another one scored today in Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Can you name the third? Double figures. 
This blew my mind. Is Jorginho, wasn't it? Nope. No? I thought he had a handful of goals last year, but... Um... He might have, but three years. I don't know. I don't know. Sir Ollie Watkins. Really? Really. Only players. Three players. I thought that was fascinating. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize. So he broke his... He got to his double digits uh, against Chelsea um, with a wonderful goal. Um, Oh, yeah. Calm, cool, collected, right over Kepa's head. I got a little, I like secretly wished I was a Via fan that day. Um, but I think we can all be Via fans when it comes to playing yeah. Chelsea. It's one of, it's um, one of those games. So. It, it was a fight for the top 10, and Emery's got a pretty Finally. sweet. <laughs> how, long, how long was it on for? Did you I think what, it was uh, since match day 18, oh, I think it was. Like, they were just sitting in 10. Months. It's been months. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, Villa looked great. Chelsea looked the same, if not worse. Emery's doing some magic, you know. It's just uh, what more could you ask? I mean, that club is really fun to watch right now. Oh yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're playing pretty exciting stuff, and um, you know, getting some results too. Not just you know throwing caution to the wind and then losing because of that, but. Yeah, they're they're looking pretty good. Moving they're, on up, they're mo- they're two points out of Europa, which is crazy to think about, um, yeah. considering how they started with our boy Stevie G. That's why we're repping <laughs> him today. Um, big shout outs to all the the managers who have been sacked uh, this year. But um, I don't think Emery's going anywhere for a long time. Um, no, yeah, and he's he's never been you know a bad manager. Like right, he. I think he was at what I think Sevilla he was at and took them to like the Europa League final like Multiple what times. three years in a row or something. Yep. Um, you know, came into Arsenal at a pretty tough time to come into that job and um had some good performances there, you know, got Arsenal to a, a Europa League final. <laughs> Didn't go well, but you know. Um, well, so he became a meme for going to a Europa Finals. It was just like wherever he goes, he's, yeah. he's going to get there. So this will be no surprise if Villa gets to to five or six, and and everyone's yeah. shouting them for uh, Europa Final. I mean, <laughs> would I be surprised? Yeah. Absolutely not if it happens. No, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for like Chelsea though, I think it was just a really weird setup. Like you had. Kukurea and Reese James as part of your three center backs instead of playing them as wing backs, which is like their role. You still had Betty Achille on the bench for some reason. So like you had a center back you could have used, didn't. And I think like, especially <laughs> that, that, that first uh, Ollie Watkins goal is like a little bit of a product of that decision. Like Kukurea and, and Kulabali kind of both go for the ball. It's a weird headed back pass to no one and I think that's just like a center back experience thing but then also just you know working together experience thing which they don't have so it's like I don't know Potter was looking to leave I guess and said what's the best way to just get the loss here so I can get out of here (laughs) it's so fascinating that that man was signed for as long as he was and how many months had it been September rough seven seven so seven 
you know, um, I will say um, Chilwell's goal got disallowed, which is probably kind of harsh. Yeah. <laughs> it like it, it looked like less of a push and more of like he had his hands out to kind of gauge where the defender was. Defender felt like contact and just like fell over. <laughs> uh, was it Consa that fell over? I think so. Yeah. yeah I, I, I want to say he did that earlier in the game too and that's why Chilwell maybe or he fell he fell over easily or something like that it was definitely noticed so I think that's why Chilwell thought he could get away with it um but I mean that he still didn't score any goals this game uh Felix yeah. looks like their best player right now um clearly. probably with Chilwell too like they're playing yeah clearly it, it, there is no one else Mudrick <laughs> looks lost um, he made one good run. One, yeah, one. <laughs> um, it's just fascinating to think how different of a player he could have been with Arsenal. Um, people are like, yeah. you know, uh, he, you know, he's not worth the money, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know. I think he could be worth the money if he's put in the right yeah. place and, and with the right yeah, time. I, I wouldn't write him off yet. Like, he, he was always going to be a, uh, like, a future prospects kind of transfer. Yeah. Um, you know, luckily for Arsenal's season, I think Trussard was the better deal because he's got the experience. Um, but what, yeah, a, I mean, what a steal. Well, yeah. What a Mudrick's steal. Mudrick's got plenty of time, though. So He's a youngin'. Uh, McGinn's goal. Woo, baby. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. I love those run onto it, just boot it. And... When the crowd's going, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it was sweet. I knew he was going to thump it, too. Um uh, and then we got to talk about Emmy. I want to give Emmy player of the week this week. Okay. Seven saves, two punches, clean sheet. Um, looked like the leader that Argentina kind of had over the World Cup. I, you know, different for club, different for country, different type of passion and energy. But this, I don't know. I finally saw something out of him here. And maybe because it was Chelsea and like, you know, you kind of play up to the team you're going against. It's not saying that Chelsea is a high up team right now, but the name is. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really, I thought he played great. Um, one of the few clean sheets we had this weekend, I think only him and Fabianski, uh, Um, were the clean sheeters. Yeah. So a lot of goals scored, not a lot of clean sheets. So those two guys stood out, but this game just in particular, um, cause he was everywhere in Chelsea. They were putting on shots. It wasn't like a, uh, you know, a man United one shot, a Tottenham two shot. They had a total of. Uh, eight shots on target, so and a ton of shots. Holy moly! I didn't even read this stat. This is crazy, Chad. Hang on, give me what? give me a second to count. <laughs> How many shots they got there? <laughs> Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oof. Wow. Yep. So, not a lot falling for them. No, clearly not. So go okay. Ashton Villa. I want them to continue their success and. Uh, and run away with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, next manager sacking. <laughs> um, you want to put a, a bet on it or, or what? Oh, no, I was saying we go to the next one who's been sacked. And the next one on my oh. list. Next one on my list is Brendan Rodgers. Um, yeah. Now, you can't tell me that this wasn't already in the plans the last couple months. That dude is way too calm. Way too like 
well, we tried hard. We'll get them next time. Like after every press conference, there's been no like hunger, no, you know, yeah. kind of go get them attitude. So I fully believe that this has, they were planning on this long ago, but they're like, you know what? Just get us to the end of the season and we'll be, we'll be happy with it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like we know Lester was in a little bit of like a financial strain. Um, you know, they didn't bring anyone in, in the summer barely brought anyone in, in in january and you know yeah I, if they had the money probably would have sacked rogers earlier but you know maybe now if you wait you have a little bit more uh negotiating power of like we don't got to pay you as much to leave now um yeah i mean this game is just like every other Leicester game where like they just can't close out games they they kind of turn off or something and just throw away a game in the, in the last little bit. Palace had no business winning this game. No business. Look, I'm telling you, Palace is surviving. <laughs> I, I, you'll, I mean, this game did nothing for me because Eze with awesome shot. But mm. if you just take the goalie out of the picture, that shot doesn't go in. Well, yeah. I get it. I get it. He's right. defending it. Hit his back. Unlucky. Um... And then the the Mateta goal at the end, which awesome context, love it, love that yeah. you finish up, you know, the last minute shot of the game. But why is Lester even letting that get to that point? It's all, it's yeah. it's just like, ah, oh, it's just so bad. You're totally right. Failure to close out these games um, can just put daggers in teams. And when you have a coach like Rogers who really doesn't care, like, and maybe there is something in his clause where like he has to stay up or else he's not going to get this amount of money. Or else I don't know why yeah. they wouldn't fire him now to like guarantee someone else is in there who can motivate them to to keep him above because right now they're they're not they're in the bottom three yeah they're, they're in a tough spot for sure um you know clearly in a bad run of form as well which you know i i did a little bit of digging um on rogers and like i don't really keep up with his interviews and press conferences and stuff but I guess he kind of had a knack, especially this season, for kind of um, kind of calling out the players a little bit for just kind of lacking that that drive and desire and um, concentration, and then you know was also calling out the club of not really not signing anyone to to refresh the squad and stuff. So like, I mean, it's like we've said so long ago, he was just doing what he could to get his payout and leave. You it know, was like day one. Yeah, I think he he was kind of been over it probably since the start of the season. Like, I can only imagine as as manager, you know, you're excited for a new season and getting some new blood in there and trying new things, and then you get no one, and you're like, well, what the heck? Like, <laughs> what do you want me to do here? Um, so yeah, I mean, look, overall, his time at Leicester I think was pretty successful. Like, um, he's there four years. Mm-hmm. Um, Got him an FA Cup win, Community Shields. Uh, they finished in fifth place twice. You know, it, it's not a bad show of, of his managerial ability, but um, I don't know. It. I think the financial situation of Leicester just kind of like stopped his progress and he didn't really have the drive there to, you know, get something from this the same crop of players. And... Um, you know, I, I, I agree with that fully. Yeah, it's just I don't know where Lester really goes from here necessarily. Like, 
Um, I don't know. I mean, well, if they get if they get relegated, it's going to be a whole a whole new yeah. thing. Which Graham Potter actually, with a relegated Leicester, could be very interesting. Um, there's no reason why that team couldn't climb back up, and and I feel like that's the right team for Potter to mold um, and build them up again, like like how Brighton was. Uh, I don't know, Rogers. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. I feel like Tottenham has his name written on it. I feel like Tottenham. <laughs> I think it's going to be Tottenham. Because, like, I saw a lot of people saying Potter goes to Tottenham, and it's like, that feels um, not exactly the step Brighton to Chelsea was, but a, a similar step where it's like you're coming into a team that is going to be fighting for top four. Um, they're going to expect you know, wins and, and success and, um, you know, kind of immediate results for the most part. Whereas, like, a Leicester is, um, you know, not normally just in the relegation battle, but fighting kind of mid-table and, like, fighting maybe into Europa or, or, like, the Conference League. So it's like, I think that's the more appropriate step that he should have taken, a team like that, rather yeah. than straight to Chelsea. But um, we'll see. I mean... Rogers is not a bad manager. Like, I think as long as he gets support, he could do well with Tottenham. It's just Tottenham's now has a lot of Conte players, which <laughs> I know. maybe maybe doesn't fit Rogers' system. I don't know, but yeah, that, that, for me, that's just where I kind of see his personality fitting in. That's a team who is getting more and more desperate, and I feel like they'll have to say yes to Brendan. Um, if he asked for this player or that player, like I feel like it's going to be hard to say no when you're bringing in a manager with that type of personality. And, and because he didn't kind of get his way with Lester, that's when you just kind of saw him sit back in the chair and say, well, watch this happen. And it just slowly tanked down. So, um, (laughs) it'll be fun to watch a lot of, a lot of, you know, and then we have Chelsea too, with that spot opening up, like rumors of Mourinho, rumors of Conte coming back. It's like, where do they go? And and I would, oh man, I would love to see Mourinho come back for, to Chelsea for a third time, just I just just for the scenes. Yeah, I mean, look, they uh, they want to do this long term project thing at Chelsea, which at this point just seems to be signing young players to incredibly long contracts. <laughs> but I think you do need someone that'll come in and you know, kind of shape the culture um, a little bit. So, like, I don't think you can necessarily do a Mourinho or a Conte. Um, because of the, the duration that they want? Yeah, like, like I mean, yeah, not I, to I, say it has to be the one manager that, you know, sees out this long con- or, uh, long-term project, but um, I think you at least want to maybe start with, with someone who wants to build something rather than, you know, a Conte Mourinho like they're more the uh, immediate success kind of managers like they don't really stick around to build this huge thing that you know will last for for phases and phases of, of a team um, my, my argument to that is then why fire Potter well that's the thing is like <laughs> clearly this season wasn't going necessarily to plan um, but it wasn't about this season it was supposed to be. I mean, I, I, I hey, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So like, 
why not bring in a guy like Conte or Mourinho? Say they just do him back. Say we got Mourinho for two years and then Conte for two years. Uh, you know, I get that that changeover is not good for a club, but they are so wishy-washy on what they want. Uh, I, you're just not going to find success in that when you're when you're getting rid of managers who you're committing to for seven years and then. Like, yeah. Oh, it didn't work out. Let's bring in another one. It's like, what if another one doesn't work out for the next seven months? It's like, are you going to bring in another one after that? It's it, it's just wild to me. And maybe because, uh, you know, new owner, American owner, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before, the, the mindset for him, if we're comparing it to his baseball team, it's just going to have to be parallel, and it's going to take time. Dodgers didn't win it the first or second year. You know, he was taking over with a new manager. So for me, why would you get rid of this manager who was at least in the same ballpark as what you had in the, in the major league baseball. And it's just, it's just mind boggling to me that they would change this up now and not even give it one more season. Cause like the worst thing that could happen to them is them getting relegated. And I don't think that would be possible with their club. No, I don't think so. So I don't think that was a threat. Um, I mean, yeah, like it, it's, it's a. It, I think for any manager would have been a difficult season. Like you're coming into new owners, who can say they have this long term vision, but like, you just spent two point five billion or whatever to buy this club. Like you want to see some success pretty quickly. Plus the other like six hundred million you spent on players and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, you spent a lot of cash. You want to see some return on that investment pretty quickly. Um, but in doing that, you signed a lot of new players, a new coach. Like, it's a lot of new and like unknowns that have to kind of come together and, and find out what works. Um, I think Potter's only real downfall here was that it, it seemed like there was no kind of clear vision of, of what he wanted from his team or what he the kind of system he wanted to use. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, to to, to say like he should go i i don't know it feels maybe a little bit harsh but um i don't know and and they maybe have someone lined up and you know just take advantage of the opportunity and whether it's a Mourinho or someone just try and get chelsea back into the top four kind of realm uh next season and you know long-term project so you can take a year off i guess (laughs) i mean for our radar we obviously we noticed that potter was not having a a great start but we were never thinking he would get fired just because of what chelsea was trying to do we we had we had rogers on our radar we had lampard we had gerard we had uh uh conte moyes um moyes is still hanging on by his his, his claws uh <laughs> <laughs> um and then Vieira, we didn't see that one coming um my miss a bournemouth coach got fired uh jesse marsh got fired uh yeah. g- keep it going to southampton they lose their they did right yeah they did southampton yeah. lost theirs uh um, i think that's I think it that might be it <laughs> that's crazy that's so many it's so. a half the nine? It feel, nine? Yeah, it, close to half at least. I mean, yeah, I like, I don't know. It, I think the Chelsea position, manager position, like probably still has a lot of pull because it is a big team. You know, you're going to get paid well. But if you are that kind of 
builder manager you like want to come in and instill like a, a culture and and vision and all this like i don't know if you take chelsea seriously with that because you know if if, if potter was the guy they thought could do this okay maybe he isn't the guy but like to give him most of a season to figure it out is like not a lot of time really you know you, you go back and look at you know our, our Teta's first season like yeah it, it's it's gonna be rocky it's, it's a change of style a change of culture a change of a lot of different aspects of the club um you know granted Arteta was able to get a FA Cup at the end of that, but that's largely thanks to Obama Yang and and Burn Leno just like doing their best to keep the team up and alive and and did. Um, so you either commit to a long term project, take a, a rough season or two, and and then maybe reevaluate, or you just stick with the normal Chelsea you know roundabout of of manager of well you you didn't win enough this season so you gotta go and i don't know i just like to go on the merry-go-round you know what position liverpool finished in when they had Klopp for the first year um no but i would guess like a fifth or something eighth which i'm pretty sure that's what arteta's yeah. first year was right eighth? yeah arteta, arteta i think had two eighth place finishes so I mean, it's the instant gratification, Chad. Everyone wants results now, and you know I, what? I get it, but like, that's well, just not how it works. I would take an eighth place a year, and they give me Champions League finals four out of the five no, I mean, years. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't? But, and that's that's the thing too with Chelsea. Like, they're still in the Champions League. I know they end up going to the final. It's ridiculous, dude. And at this point, they probably will go to the final just because it's like destiny. This will happen with Tuchel, of- right? Yeah, like it, it just <laughs> they can have a shitty season but somehow just like walk their way to the Champions League final uh, and they probably will because it, that's just that's how the script writers made this season, you know. <laughs> it'll be such a shame, dude, if they go to the final and say win it. Like oof. I, I would I would fly to Cancun if I was Potter. Yeah, why not? <sighs> Take a little vacation. He, he's, he's probably got paid out real nice, so I imagine so. Um all right, you want to talk about Arsenal and how beautiful they looked? Yeah, yeah, let's get into that. Um, I mean, look, I was a little nervous coming into this game. Post-international break, you know, there's always that weird little hangover of, I don't know, just you haven't been with a team for, you know, a week or two. Yeah, I agree. It it, it just gets weird, you know. Uh, And I think we kind of saw that in the first half. Like, Arsenal did not look so great. Um, Leeds had some pretty decent chances. I think they probably should have at least got one goal early on. Um, luckily didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, I think Arsenal like really turned it on, especially second half. Um, Jesus, I think, is a little bit lucky on the penalty. Yeah. <laughs> you can say <laughs> that. Like, for me, it felt like, uh, I think it was Luke Ayling was already on the ground his leg was high in the air, but, like, Jesus kind of runs into it. It was smart. It was smart, definitely. But, like... So lucky to, to get the actual call, I think. <laughs> but, you know, you take those, and he put it away, so there you go. <laughs> it's, it was almost like he took, like, you know, when you grab someone else's arm, you throw it in your face. You're like, dude, why'd you hit yeah. me? That reminded me of that kind of a little bit. He was like... I mean, yeah, pretty much. Jesus <laughs> ran into his leg. It didn't go the other way around. Um, yeah, 
But good to yeah. see him scoring. Yeah, it got two goals, you know, one from open play, one from the penalty. So that's good after coming back from the injury. So, um, I mean, Arsenal's going to need him to be firing in all cylinders for the run in here. So, um, yeah, another assist for Trossard. Would have liked the clean sheet, but... Yeah, know. Ramsdale's a little <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, Leeds had some good options early on, like, they are maybe unlucky to not have a goal from, like, the first 30 minutes anyway, so... That's okay, 4-1's still a good good result. Um, I won't... I added it to, like, goal of the week only because I wanted to make sure I, I talked about it, but um, Xhaka's goal, mm-hmm. the header was beautiful, but, like, really, Martin Odegaard's pass oh, on man. is just incredible. On the money. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't imagine having that skill of, like, being able to perfectly place a pass through the air like that. Like From distance. Just... It was not. He was far. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly where it needed to be. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. I, I think when he hit the ball, it was just. It just looked so good flying through the air. I was like, I was like, oh, someone's gonna get there. Someone's yeah. gonna get there. And of course, I was like, damn man, for Arsenal, yeah. dude, they're just rolling. Pep came out and said, Arsenal. To- this is total mind games, but he was like, Arsenal's not dropping any more points this season. And I was like, you would say that right now. You yeah. freaking would. Pep was a monster on the sideline. I know we're backtracking, but like, <laughs> be worried about him. Be worried about his antics. He'll be saying a bunch oh, of yeah. stuff uh, in the yeah. near future yeah. to try to distract I mean, Arsenal. Arsenal still got to go away to Liverpool, which yeah, boy, we got to talk about that. You know, is is, is still going to be a good test. Um, you know, go to, away to Newcastle, who have you know been performing well at home. Go away to City. Like, there's still some big. Uh, teams that they got to face away. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's not a for sure thing yet. It's still kind of that game-by-game game, uh, basis, but, you know, they, they keep the eight-point gap on, on Manchester City right now. They have a game in hand, so, you know, could play out maybe to five, but still a nice gap. Um, but I still think kind of just as important right now is that goal differential is now down to two. Um, so it, it's, you know, that could come into play here, depending on how the games go. So it, you need to kind of stay on that and, yeah, win the games you're supposed to. And if you can bust out a draw at le- at, away to City at least, like, that'll be good. You know, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still just not trying to get ahead. There's fewer fewer games, so like I'm getting more excited, but like trying to stay <laughs> level headed and, and you know, just look at the next game and, and hope it goes well. <laughs> uh, on a scale from one to ten, how nervous are you? Um all right, let me rephrase that. How confident are you going into the weekend uh against Liverpool? Um I'm gonna say right now. Yeah, today. I'm Right now, I'm feeling like a seven. Okay, seven. That number is just popping up everywhere in the last couple of months. <laughs> just because Liverpool got Chelsea midweek, Arsenal don't play midweek, so they got the rest bonus. Um, so, I mean, what, st- what makes this number go up? 
go up. Yeah. Anything? I don't know if it, I don't know if it would go Liverpool up. Liverpool gets thumped for nothing by Chelsea. No, because then I'm always you're staying seven. The, a comeback game. Okay, know? let me rephrase. How does this number go down? Um, number goes down. You know, if, if Liverpool look really good midweek, then that would probably make me more nervous. So if we beat uh, Chelsea four nil. Yeah, for sure, I, I'd be more nervous. I mean, I'm I'm already like cautious about it just because going away to Liverpool in recent seasons has not been a great spot for Arsenal. But you know, teams were vastly different for a few seasons. Yeah, now, but so. but Anfield, it's not even Liverpool. Yeah. Anfield just lives in Arteta's head. Yeah, so I mean, we got the win against Liverpool at home. Which was the first, you know, win against Liverpool in quite a few seasons now. Is that three one? Um, is that three nil? Uh three one, I believe. Three one. Um but yeah, still winning away at Anfield is is a, a big question mark of if it can be done. So um you know, I I don't know. Like Saliba has his back injury now that has no return date, but Arsenal and Arteta have been pretty uh, tight-lipped on you know injury timelines all season, so he could be ready to go, and they just don't want to re- reveal that, or it could be a longer-term deal. Um, so I don't know. It. The more I talk about it, I feel like my numbers drop it. <laughs> well, maybe this number can drop a little more. It was three-two last time around. Y'all won off a of PK three, from Saka. Mm, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those weird PKs. Of, yep. My foot just barely got there yep. first. <laughs> it all comes rushing back to me. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think Arsenal have won seven in a row in the league. So, in good form, you know, coming off the 4 1 win against Leeds, still, you know, it, it's, it wasn't close. So, that's, you know, a comfort, but, um, it's just Anfield. Anfield is kind of like, kind of like, you know Everton playing at home, like the crowd is so much a part of that that team and that experience that um, you know it, it, they are the twelfth man, right? Like, and they they make their their presence known, and we'll see if Arteta can can beat the voodoo and <laughs> get something done. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm just saying, if you don't want City to win the title again, do us a solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we're trying to get Champions League too, so we'll, we'll, we'll maybe call it a draw. Maybe. Um, that's next Sunday, 8, 8, 8.30 for you, 10.30 for me. So prime time, no 4 a.m. games, which is beautiful. Um, what else are we missing? We... Uh, uh, I mean, we got to talk about oh, Brighton. Yes, Brighton. the Brighton-Brentford. Holy moly. For two teams that have played pretty... It's uh, the right word here. Se- uh, secure doesn't sound like a good word, but uh, focused, um, locked down, uh, you know, no bullshit. This, they played yeah. free. They said, let's go, yeah. let's go fucking win us a game. <laughs> and they both tried really damn hard to go win a game. Um, I think it was a. It felt like a win for both of them, even though it was a draw. It was just like it. It just felt so evenly matched, and as a neutral, it was just so freaking fun. My gosh, yeah, I was. Um, you know, unfortunately, this was going on during the Arsenal game, so I, I was more focused on that. But I kept seeing the score updates, and it was like, 
all right, you know, Brentford took the lead. That's, you know, I was kind of hoping Brighton would. And I was like, 1 1. It was like 2 1, 2 2. And so fast. Going back I was like, what is going on <laughs> over there? <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like, it, it was such a fun game from a neutral perspective. Both teams going at it. Both teams, you know, making defensive mistakes. And, you know, it's it's just one of those games where, like, it's exciting from start to finish. There was, there's was no downtime. <laughs> I mean, those teams are identical on the table now. Um, Brentford having way more draws. But, I mean, the, if you were to ask me what team I'd want right now to build a future with, they're like neck and neck. I probably, I probably lean Brighton's yeah. way a little bit. Um, as they're a little bit younger, a little bit more raw, but man, like those teams, dude, if they just get like one or two more pieces, I don't know yeah. from where, uh, I mean, most likely they, what probably both need just one more attacking presence, maybe a strong winger. Um, yeah, they're so versatile. Yeah, I think it's just going to come under the issue of like, can they hang on to their players? Cause yep. you know, Tony's been maybe not most consistent, but, you know, is getting the goals. Um, so I think bigger teams will look at him in the summer. Um, you know, Brighton, Matoma's been a spark. Solly March has been great. Um, you know, uh, uh, McAllister in the midfield has been, you know, a, a key player all season. Like, if they can hopefully hang on to majority of their team and, and you have to fill in the right gaps... Um, you know, if you're if you're a, a Chelsea, I'm gonna say Liverpool, Ooh. Man United. Like, you know, next season you're you're maybe looking uh, at more competition, right, for those those uh, Champions League and Europa League places. Like, we'll see. Uh, uh, McAllister on Liverpool would be amazing. Um, definitely something that they would want. Uh, as far as their wingers go, I mean, so here, here's my kind of thing with Tony. I, I don't think he'll stay with Brentford. I think he kind of wants to take that next step, especially after getting the World Cup snub. Um, I think he can fill in as a Harry Kane replacement for Tottenham. I think Chelsea needs someone like him. They can definitely come knocking. And I think if Man U doesn't get their guy, um, he's obviously way better than Weghorst. I just, yeah. I just think he has those teams written all over him. Liverpool, nah, yeah. they, they're not going to go for him. Um, but you could see someone like a, uh, gosh, I'm just trying to think of teams who are maybe struggling right now but shouldn't be where they are. And I'm, I'm talking about like, call me crazy, but if West Ham stays up, I feel like he could slot in there perfectly. Um they have, you know, West Ham shouldn't be where, again, they really shouldn't yeah. be where they are. <laughs> it's wild to me, but they just don't have a goal scorer. Um, no, yeah. So he, he could be really interesting there, but I, I do think it'd be one of the big six, if anything. Yeah, yeah, I think Tony will definitely move. Um, I mean, Arsenal were looking at Caicedo right. in the January window, so I don't know if they'll go back for that, but other reports say they're going all in on Declan Rice, so. Wow. Um you know that that could. That's, I mean, Rice is probably the better option. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just kind of depends what what. You know their uh, their owners want to do. If they want to 
try and fight for the top or if they don't do are, are okay being the uh you know kind of just sell for a high price and then we rebuild and go again and end up where we end up sort of thing um but i mean i think yeah if you're any of the top six teams or around there you're you're looking at their players you know maybe some villa players maybe some fulham players to to snatch up and you have the premier league experience and you know with a better system and better coaching you can bump them up to the quality needed and make something happen Fulham for sure since they're on such a downward trend um mitrovich might go back to being the villain for a a man united (laughs) kind of fits him perfectly i'd actually be kind of happy if he went there because i could just hate them even more um (laughs) but yeah brentford Brighton, uh, teams to watch as we continue to get towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fan favorites, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they're, it's like them two and I think maybe Villa are like the ones where it's like, don't win against my team, but like every other game you can win, you know? Like, For sure. I'm supporting, but um, yeah, you know. Um, I don't. I don't really want to talk about the Bournemouth Fulham game, but there is my goal of the week contender in there. So, uh, <laughs> the Pereira. Um, no, the uh, from from Tavernier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Curls it from top of the box. Damn, that, that's your one. You're going to go with that one. It's up there. You know, Michael Keane makes a good, um, Keane. good. Uh, Attempt. See, I like the Pereira one. Pereira. Uh, yeah, that was my shout for that game. Um, I have I have five nominations. I'm sorry, four nominations. No, I lied. It was five. Salah's in there, but I'm not giving. I just had to say it because it was yeah. it was sweet. Um, are we at that point? We did them all, uh, right? Did not necessarily. No. I mean, the only other one was uh, Forest and Wolves. Oh uh, yeah, kind of a West Ham, South Ham, or yeah, West Ham and Southampton. Kind of a snoozer. Saw Jose Saw's not playing awesome lately. Kind of looks out of his comfort zone. Uh, we still don't have a goal by a Wolverhampton striker. Uh, I this is a wonderful stat that we're just going to continue to track because um, I look, I'm looking at every Wolves game to see who scored, and I'm just like, oh, wasn't a forward. Um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are lower. I guess important games, when they're drawing, it's like, eh. It's, you know. Yeah. Southampton, they're continuing their, I guess, downward trajectory. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, I don't even think West Ham looked that great. It's just. No, they didn't. They, they you know, were able to get a goal, which. Bare minimum is what they did. Yeah. Literal, <laughs> literal bare minimum. Um, with the help of Fabianski, of course. That guy has been. Yeah kind of on a mission this year to make sure this team does not fall. Um, but going through stats and everything of that team, it was just kind of embarrassing to see like who was doing what. It's not just not a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're just uh, putting along trying to survive and I think they'll be okay. But I mean, considering where they were last season, you know, fighting up in the top six and stuff and like, <laughs> boy, what a turnaround. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's bust it out, Chad. Goal of the week, player of the week, team of the week. Um, let's start with let's start with goal because I feel like we we kind of set our nominations. Um, yeah. This is gonna be a tough one. Yeah. Um, Context or or style. 
I mean, they both kind of have good context to it, right? Like, uh, you know, Bournemouth get an important win for their survival. Yep. Um, Everton get an important draw. Um, I think maybe, yeah, you take, like, competition into it. Everton's goal is maybe a little bit bigger since, you know, you're playing a top four team. Um, and, I mean, Michael Keane's a defender, so... I'd probably lean to Keen. <laughs> yeah, I mean that goal was just so just pulled out of nowhere. That that's kind of like yeah. no one expected him to shoot that ball. I think only Keen did, and with that little yeah. bit of space he got. Um, I mean Hugo didn't move. He didn't move, and when the keeper doesn't move, that means he didn't expect it. And when you can get it in a top corner ish, um, I'm all for it. This is Everton back to back weeks though. Woo! I mean, look. dang. <laughs> Fighting to survive, so they're pulling out some some good stuff. We gotta pull out the bangers. Um, I'm down to give it to MK. Um, shout out to Michael Keane. That's absolutely my former boss's name, so it's kind of weird to be <laughs> talking about it here. But from a man who is not playing for months mm-hmm. to now scoring goals against uh, you know top four teams, pretty sweet. And to get his yeah. his ankles crunched minutes prior, <sighs> absolutely yeah. crunched. So his Jeez. leg still works. <laughs> We'll give it to MK. All right, player. This is where the fun begins, Chad. Player. Who you got? Who you? Oh, you want me? Um, I'll start. Or at least give my yeah, nominations. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Gabriel Jesus, two goals. Um, a brace with the PK. Of course, that's an awesome thing to come back from, coming back from injury. Do I think he has a hat trick possibly in him at the for the rest of the season? Yes, I think there's a chance. Do I think that we should give it to him this week? Maybe. Maybe. I'm like Maybe. really I'm really on the fence with it. Yeah. Um my other nomination is Emmy Martinez. Clean sheet, 2-0, seven saves, uh two claims. And then my other one, call me crazy, uh David Rea, 11 saves in that game. Now shots were flying everywhere. I just I want to I want to recognize some keepers, um, and you know if he doesn't save one of those shots, that's a different ball game, and and someone's moving up. So um, I want to give it to those three guys, and see where you take it. Yeah, um, the only other one that I want to add is uh, Jack Grealish, a goal, an assist, three shots on target. Mm. You know he. Uh, it's a little bit of a menace out there for, mm-hmm. for Liverpool, but Liverpool's defense just wasn't really wasn't really working. Yeah. So, you know, maybe makes it a little bit easier than it should have been. Um I'd agree, Jesus we could probably wait on. Um if this was two goals from open play, then I think that's a different conversation, but Right. You know, the penalty goals is like it's a goal that counts, but it's not as exciting. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd be down to go with one of the keepers. Um, or we do our defensive player. Now's not a bad time because Grealish, Grealish, KDB. Those. I mean, the whole the whole city. Yeah. Oh, God, I almost, went, so I almost went KDB because he was also, you know, I think a goal and an assist as well. Um, but like he's he's a known quantity, whereas like Jack Grealish is a little bit not unknown, but you know you don't always see him lighten up the the stat line and stuff. So, yep. Uh, 
He was a mess. Yeah. He really was. I'd, I'd, I'd be down to do Grealish for player of the week, and then between the two keepers for defensive. Um, well, I would lean towards Emmy. Clean, I can't, the clean sheet is like... That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, clean sheet away from home. Um, you, you knocks Chelsea out of 10th place finally. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go there. Emmy for defensive player. Hell yeah. Emmy Martinez finally made it. I was waiting for the right time to do this. Not just it finally like... Yeah. It came to me like it, 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 it shouted itself out. Um, and now team. It's a tough one. Now team. Tough one. Um, yeah, you know, I got Villa on my list. Yep, me too. Um, that kind of yeah, is what, that, that's where my head is telling me to go. Yeah, like like they they played well, you know, again, away from home, knock out Chelsea who haven't had the best season, but, you know, historically are, are one of the, the top teams. Um, my other one was Palace. Um, while their overall performance maybe wasn't necessarily team of the week worthy, like they did have like 20 shots in the first half, like, they got at the late winner, um, you know, new manager, well, returning manager. Uh, <laughs> Again. So, you know, yeah, it, they, they put in some good work. Um, my other option was Newcastle. Like, yeah, me too. You know, just that, that top three, four, five battle is going to be pretty interesting to watch. And, and they looked as as between the three how the, they all performed this weekend i think newcastle looks you know clear favorite of those three to to take the top or the, the number three spot so those are my picks i don't know i, I really like the castle pick just because they kind of played a close to perfect game like mm-hmm. at what point in that game were you like oh they screwed up there you can't really pinpoint anything um no yeah yeah and i don't know if that's that's i mean it's probably a little bit of both of you know them kind of just silencing United's attack, and then United just like not doing much. But you know, you they took advantage of their opportunities, and you know it's it's a, it's, a, it's a good win, definitely. They dominated. But on the flip side, we could also give it to Everton. <laughs> like I thought about it. If they would have got the win here, I think yeah, that would have solidified it. it. Yeah. Hmm. City going four one against Liverpool didn't do it for you. Um, no. Why well, business? Business as usual. Not business as usual, but you know, it just you know, Liverpool this season is just a, a different team. You know, if this was a season or two ago where they were both duking it out constantly, yeah, and then you pull okay. out this, this big victory, it, it feels a lot more important, mm-hmm. um, impactful, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same thing with, you know, Arsenal versus Leeds. Like, they should be beating Leeds. Like, it, it, 4-1's a good margin, but, you know, not unexpected, I guess. Well, I I, I think I'm going to lean towards Palace just because it broke it broke the streak. <laughs> New manager. I I hate saying it, but, like, they lost. They're going to survive. <laughs> I don't I, – I didn't say that. I just feel like this was – uh, the team of the week because they they showed that they'll they will not give up. Um, 
Just because you won't give up doesn't mean you won't get relegated. But uh, to do it again with the manager that they've had twice already before becomes now the oldest manager again in the Premier League. Like, Did I read that right? Did I is that was that what the stat said? It was like Ray Hodgson becomes the oldest manager beating out previous Roy Hodgson's <laughs> previous Roy Hodgson's. And it was just yeah. so he has the three new team oldest person uh, leading the yeah. squad. That's so wordy, but that's what it says. It said those things. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. If you're down for Palace, we'll, we'll hook. Yeah. We can hook Palace up because uh, who knows? Like, I feel like we got a good a good mix. Like we had a few weeks where mm-hmm. it was a lot of the like same teams, uh, same player, same club sort of deal. Um, yeah. But now yeah, we got yeah. Everton, City, um, Villa, Palace. Yep. I like it. It's a lot of posts, but be ready for yeah. it. Um, sweet. Anything else? How, how did Sac Republic do last weekend? Oh man, they uh, blew out That's Louisville what, okay. City five five nil five nil, five nil yeah. Um, not exactly sure what's going on with Louisville City, but they're typically one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. So, I mean, I don't know if this season they lost some players or, or what, or if it's just you know the time difference played a, an issue in their performance, but. They just did not look good, hmm. and Sac Republic kind of jumped all over them. So that was nice to watch. Um, Sac Republic starts their Open Cup run this Wednesday. Oh, so baby! Return to the final, shoot, shooting for the final. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it at <laughs> home, though. Is that possible? Technically, but there'd have to uh, be like no MLS teams. Probably, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Other than that, I just. The quick little tidbit of Everton uh, under financial fair play investigation yes. um, kind of came out of nowhere. Like I, I didn't see any any talk about it before it was announced. Um, basically, Premier League's financial fair play—it's a three-year rolling period. Um, you can't have losses that exceed 105 million pounds. Okay. Um, so technically, this is a four-year period because they combine the. Uh, 1920 and 2021 seasons because of COVID. Um, in that time, Everton posted losses of 286 million pounds, which is, uh, you know, almost double the uh, allowed amount. So um, they're under investigation, I think, for that. But it it seems it's almost maybe more related to. Um, the losses they reported that are due to COVID. They reported it as 170 million pounds, um, which is higher than any other club reported. So I think that's maybe where the real investigation stems from is like, how do you lose more than, you know, bigger teams or or teams of similar stature? Um, So yeah, we'll kind of see how it plays out. Mm. It, It, seems like this might move quickly compared to the Man City one. Um, I don't know. I mean, and Everton is already, you know, in, in the relegation battle, so if you go down, you lose a lot of money. If you get, you know, uh, uh, punished for this, whether it's a transfer ban or another points deduction or something, or 
I don't know. It could be, get real ugly for Everton. <laughs> could you imagine if they punish them harder than City and like? <laughs> That's the thing too. Is it's like, crazy. I think I think City's the real enemy here. And, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I think it might be one of those where Everton gets really hit with the stick, and City, with their army of lawyers, you know, gets a slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah. Say, so we'll look through the paperwork. Like, uh huh. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I'll pay attention to that. I mean, I know Everton's trying to build their new stadium or, or expand or something, so I don't know if they were trying to do some, you know, fancy financial work mm. and include part of that as, like, COVID losses to write off or something. So, um, hmm. we'll see. We'll see. That could get interesting. Yeah, um, keep, one to keep an eye on, for sure. Alrighty, well, busy week of footy. Uh... Mm-hmm. Notable games. A games. Oh, a lot of games. Hopefully we're getting back on track here. But the Brentford yeah. Brentford Man U on Wednesday will be, a, I think, a, kind of a must-watch. Um, uh-huh. Liverpool-Chelsea uh, on Tuesday. Um, you think it's going to be a good game? Or is it going to be just a, like a shit show? I mean, they played a game a couple weeks ago and it was a shit show, so I don't really expect much <laughs> different. I'm being, I'm being completely honest. I don't expect... I, I, I don't expect anything anymore. But... <laughs> if you want me to expect something, I would prefer a one, probably a one nil victory off some like scrappy goal. But I don't know. I I I, I, I don't know. I really I'm probably gonna watch um, Ashton Villa play Leicester just to kind of see like, yeah. you know, how do how do they bounce back? Does Villa keep this thing rolling? I think that'll be a good one. And then in the weekend. Uh, we'll be we'll be hooking up probably Sunday uh, Sunday morning the last game of the maybe we just go straight in uh, after the game straight into our podcast that way fe- feelings are fresh we'll do some beer beer mosas beer mosas all right yeah beer mosas on a Sunday <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of games coming real quick this week so I'm excited then we're in the then we're in the stretch yeah, stretch. yeah it's getting down to the wire here. All right, Chad, with that, episode Dirty 30 is complete. 30 down, 300 more to go. Uh, Until next Sunday at 8.30 Pacific Time, 10.30 Central Time, I will check you later. Hooligans, bitch, we're out. Peace. Peace.